0: Holy Father in Heaven, praise, glory, glory, honor, and adoration be unto your name for giving us this wonderful privilege of life. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that lies before us to reflect the image and glory of God and to do humble service for you. We pray, Father, that you will grant to us all gifts that are necessary. For us to make our lives the simpler talking of your will. We ask, Lord, that you consecrate us to your service. Of our own selves, we can do nothing. So, Lord, please abide in us as we in you. May your words, as we go through our devotion now, abide in us indeed. And may your spirit impress it on our hearts. Give us words to speak that will be a blessing to others also. Thank you, Lord, for hearing. And thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling June 30 The Precious Treasure of Time The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Romans chapter 13 verse 12. If we would at last share the reward of the righteous, we must wisely improve the time of our probation. Moments are more precious than gold. The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. We have but a little time in which to make ready. If precious opportunities are slided, it will result in eternal loss. We need a close connection with God. We are not safe a moment unless guided and controlled by the Holy Spirit. The months are swiftly passing. Soon this year, with its burden of records, will be numbered with the past. Let the precious months remaining be devoted to earnest soul labor for our master. Could we behold a faithful record of the manner in which we have spent the months already passed? Would the view be satisfactory? Deduct every action which would benefit no one. And how little remains of willing service performed for the glory of God. Is not the record alarming? How many precious hours have been squandered in selfish gratification. How often to please ourselves have we neglected opportunities to work for Christ. Life with its marvelous privileges and opportunities will soon be ended. The time for improvement in character will be past. Unless our sins are now repented of and blotted out by the blood of the Lamb, they will stand in the ledger of heaven to confront us in the coming day. Life is short. The things of the world must perish with the using. Let us be wise and build for eternity. We cannot afford to idle away our precious moments or engage in busy activities that will bring forth no fruit for eternity. Let the time hitherto devoted to idleness frivolity, worldliness, be spent in gaining a knowledge of the scriptures, in beautifying our life and blessing and ennobling the life and character of others. This work will meet the approval of God and win for us the heavenly benediction of well done. Amen. the title of our devotion is The Precious Treasure of Time Our key text says it all Romans 13 verse 12 which says The night is far spent The day is at hand Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light God has a solemn message for every one of us today this is a very fitting time for us to talk about a review of our lives. The precious treasure of time is the precious treasure of life. For life is time and time for you and me is what we use to measure our lives. If you have life, what you have is, it, is time that has been given to you. A dead person has no time. And a person who has not been born doesn't know what life is, therefore he's not taking advantage of the time. But to each and every one of us who is given life, we are to understand, as I pray every morning and as I had said yesterday, you have been given an opportunity and a privilege. What opportunity is this and what privilege is this? Well, an opportunity and a privilege to be a partaker of the divine nature an opportunity and a privilege to get acquainted with God. The highest use to which our life or our time can be put is to know God. And This is why Jesus through his word, God through his word, speaking to Jeremiah, said Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches but let him that glorieth glory in this that he understandeth and knoweth me for I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness judgment and righteousness in the earth for in these things I delight says the Lord Jeremiah 9 verse 23 what are we to use our life for let him that glorieth glory in this that he understandeth and knoweth me, because that is what life is, John seventeen verse three and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent, one John chapter two, verse three, and four. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Life is to be used to know God and to know God is to keep his commandments. So let us do a review of our lives. Are we having life or are we destroying our lives? Because to have life is to know God. And to know God is to love Him and keep His commandments. That's what it means to know God. You can check that for in the book of One John, chapter four, verse seven, eight, nine. It talks about it that he that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. One John five, verse three. And they are all the same thing: to love God, to know God, to keep His commandments. So let us do a review of our lives. Have we been taking advantage of the time given to us to improve it so that we can be fitted for the kingdom of God and be conformed to the image of God? Because that is the purpose of life. When God created you, he created me, when he created our father Adam, he said that he was going to make him in his image and likeness, make man in the image and likeness of God to be a partaker of the divine nature. That is what life has been given to us for and anything we use our time to do that is not in that direction we are wasting our life selfish gratification idleness engaged in selfish purposes that does nothing to bring us into a knowledge of God or to improve the life of others in bringing the knowledge of God to them when we engage in anything that cannot directly or indirectly help us to improve in our knowledge of God and when I say knowledge of God you know what it means 1 John 2 verse 4 and 3 also tells us that to know God is to keep his commandments when we do things that does not help us in that direction and you engage in it for selfish gratification when we are idle we are not improving our lives we are not taking advantage of this privilege and opportunity that God has been pleased to give to us especially For those who are in a condition of peace and security, there are some people whose lives they will say is miserable. But no matter how miserable your life, you think it is, I want to speak to you. Perhaps you are somewhere. There is a war going on there. The peace you had before, the security is gone. Or you had good health before and now you are very, very sick. You are ill, bedridden. Your life looks all a mess, miserable, or you were born into that kind of misery, handicapped, blind, whatever it may be with one sickness or the other, you are still privileged and I want to explain to you why. No matter what physical condition or environmental problem that you may be in right now, it does not stop you. From taking advantage of the privilege of eternal life that has been bought for us by the death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Though your life is miserable now, if you give yourself over to God, believe in Him, and work your life out to be the simple outworking of His will, living in conformity to the, to the, to the commandments and the will of God, if you do that, your misery will be turned to joy your darkness will be turned to light are you lying down sick on the bed and it looks as if life is not an opportunity to you and is not a privilege You, you say to yourself oh it's better for me to even be dead hmm I can understand what you are passing through Jesus understands more and that is why he has given to you the opportunity of eternal life forgo this one it is already lost as you can see There's nothing you can gain from it, but you can use it no matter how miserable the life is. It still has value. Sick, bedridden, in war, no peace, no security. Yes, your life still has value if you exchange it for eternal life. If you use it as miserable as it seems to you to form a character in the image and likeness of God. While on that bed, believe in Jesus. While on that bed, confess your sins and repent of them. While in the insecurity, give yourself over to God because there is no point trying to preserve this life. Why not die for a worthy cause? Why not on that situation, say to yourself, I cannot see any good this life can do to me anymore. It is already almost useless but for one thing, I can give it over to God now. I can die. While trying to keep God's commandments, it was one rapper who said, get rich or die trying. I'd say, get eternal life or die trying. Get eternal life or die trying. So no matter your situation, there is hope. Life is still a privilege. Don't look at your life as a misery no matter your condition. It is a privilege. As far as the death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary still remains open for you to take it up for grabs, as far as that is still existing, as far as that offer still remains, your life is a privilege and a wonderful opportunity. You will be surprised. Just give yourself over to God and you will be surprised. Though this life may end miserably, it looks so. And that's why Paul said, if it is in this life alone, that we have hope in God we are of all men most miserable but we have a hope of resurrection therefore our lives are not miserable it may look so now that we may be the ones in poverty we may be the ones in sickness we may be the ones in toil and persecution and all but we have a hope and it is that hope I am bringing to you in your poverty in your sickness, in your insecurity, in your pain, in your heartbreak, in all the bad situations of life, I bring to you the hope of eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 19 If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, By man came also the resurrection of the dead, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Amen. So, there is hope for you. Even if you lose this life, if you give it over to God in your poverty, don't sin against God because that's what I mean. Let me be very clear. To be very clear, I'm saying repent of your sins give yourself over to God and then walk in harmony with his law walk in harmony with his will let your character be transformed accept the death of Jesus into your life and and say I accept Jesus as my substitution he has taken my place on the cross I am supposed to die but he has died for me now I will live for him I will not continue in my sins since he has saved me from them Walk in newness of life, your miserable life will be turned to joy. It may not be in this life because that's why we read now if it's only in this life you have hope in Christ, then our life is then miserable indeed. But because we have a hope of resurrection, our lives is a privilege and an opportunity. And so, for the rest of us, everyone in a good condition too, how has it been the past six months? As I review my own life, I see wasted moments, I see sometimes being partaker of the gratification of of self, but now we do a review, I don't know what your own experience has been. I can still see of course in my own life times of improvement, of opportunities, improvement of the life, but then we know that we shouldn't be half and half. We must put all our efforts into the improvement of this opportunity that has been given to us, into taking all the advantage of the privilege that has been given to us. So now is the time for us to re-consecrate ourselves to God and say, the past is the past and the rest of this year, I will use it to improve the opportunity to get eternal life. And also to be a blessing to all who come around me to spend my time wisely and use it to the glory of God. When we spend our time watching movies, we are wasting our life. When we spend our time listening to music that does not, that does not edify the, the flesh, that, that does not edify the spirit and bring us closer to God, we are wasting our lives. And when we eat things, things that does not uh, keep us to be in the right healthy condition, that is destroying the flesh, we are wasting our lives. When we engage in simple, uh, how you call it just talk, talk that has no value. We are wasting time and wasting life consequently. When we gossip and wasting life, when we break any of God's commandments, engage in selfish gratification, we are wasting our lives. We need to improve it and use our lives for the right purpose. We need to ensure that we will do none of that anymore. Now is the time to renounce all those things and that's why the key text for our reading today in the book of Romans 13 verse 12 says, the night is far spent, let January to June be the night. The day is at hand, let the July to December be the day. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So God is giving us an opportunity of review for the pages of the previous six months. How has it been? For some of us it has been good, maintain it. For those who have been having some up and down experiences, put off the works of darkness and focus on bringing up the light so that it will be all light. For those who have been engaged in evil all the way, most of your life you have seen this past year has been all a waste, selfish gratification and all, then you need to repent of that and give yourself over to God to be used for his glory. I'll read from the book, Ministry of Healing. Page 397, paragraph 2 says, Life is mysterious and sacred. It is the manifestation of God himself, the source of all life. Precious are its opportunities, and earnestly should they be improved. Once lost, they are gone forever. Before us, God places eternity with its solemn realities and gives us a grasp on immortal, imperishable themes. He presents valuable, ennobling truth that we may advance in a safe and sure path in pursuit of an object worthy of the earnest engagement of all our capabilities. God looks into the tiny seed that he himself has formed and sees, wrapped within it, the beautiful flower, the shrub, or the lofty, wide-spreading tree. So does He see the possibilities in every human being? We are here for a purpose. God has given us His plan for our life, and He desires us to reach the highest standard of development. He desires that we shall constantly be growing in holiness, in happiness, in usefulness. All have capabilities which they must be taught to regard as sacred endowments, to appreciate as the Lord's gifts and rightly to employ. He desires the youth to cultivate every power of their being and to bring every faculty into active exercise. He desires them to enjoy all that is useful and precious in this life, to be good and to do good, laying up a heavenly treasure for the future life. It should be their ambition to excel in all things that are unselfish, high and noble. Let them look to Christ as the pattern after which they are to be fashioned. The holy ambition that he revealed in his life they are to cherish. An ambition to make the world better for their having lived in it. This is the work to which they are called. This is our work. Is the world better because you are living in it? Or the world is worse because you are living in it? What contribution have you had to the people around you? Has it been positive or has it been negative? Can people say that this world, my life was made better because of you? Can people say that? The purpose of life is for us to reflect the image of God to be engaged in an ambition that is unselfish just like our Lord Jesus Christ who made that great self-denial and we also have to do the same thing and this is holy ambition an ambition to make the world better for our having lived in it life is indeed a precious opportunity but once we use it for the wrong purposes it is lost and lost forever we have only one life not two And we have to use it wisely still in the book Ministry of Healing this time reading from page 454 paragraph 2 and downward we read here we have no time to lose we know not how soon our probation may close at the longest we have but a brief lifetime here and we know not how soon the arrow of death may strike our hearts we know not how soon we may be called to give up the world and all its interests eternity stretches before us the curtain is about to be lifted But a few short years, and for everyone now numbered with the living, the mandate will go forth. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Revelation chapter 22, verse 11 Are we prepared? Have we become acquainted with God, the governor of heaven? the Giver, and with Jesus Christ whom he sent into the world as his representative? When our life-work is ended, shall we be able to say as did Christ our example, I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. I have manifested thy name. John 17 verse 4 to 6 the angels of God are seeking to attract us from ourselves and from earthly things. Let them not labor in vain. Minds that have been given up to loose thoughts need to change. That's what we need to do now in this, as the darkness is past. We need to put off the works of darkness. Our minds that have been given up to loose thoughts need to change. I, keep, I will keep reading now. Get up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lost in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1 verse 13-16 The thoughts must be centered upon God. We must put forth earnest efforts to overcome the evil tendencies of the natural heart. Our efforts... Our self-denial and perseverance must be proportionate to the infinite value of the object of which we are in pursuit. Only by overcoming as Christ overcame shall we win the crown of life. Amen. It is my prayer that these words will be deeply impressed in our souls and bring about a transformation that we may use our life and our time wisely, put off the works of darkness, and embrace the works of light. Amen.
1: The text says that the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. In other words, we are no longer children. Those things we used to do in the dark in ignorance when we thought that nobody was watching as Christians now we are supposed to be mature growing let us put on the armor of light babies don't wear armor we are growing in Christ and we know that it's time to put on the armor of light we have to stand the calling so we are called to begin to put the solid materials put in solid materials for the work of character building the night is far spent. We are about to see the day of our Lord. The devotion is one of self-interrogation. You look at yourself. How have I spent the time? I'll read from Christ's object lesson on time. 342, it says, Our time belongs to God. Every moment is His. And we are under the most solemn obligation to improve it to His glory. Of no talent he has given will he require a more strict account than of our time. The value of time is beyond computation. Christ regards every moment as precious and it is false that he should regard it. Life is too short to be trifled away. We have but a few days of probation in which to prepare for eternity. We are admonished to redeem the time. We cannot call back even one moment. The only way in which we can redeem our time is by making the most of that which remains, by being co-workers with God in His great plan of redemption. Life is too solemn to be observed in temporal and earthly matters, in a treadmill of care and anxiety for the things that are but an atom in comparison with the things of eternal interest. Yet God has called us to serve him in the temporal affairs of life. Diligence in this work is as much a part of true religion as is devotion. The Bible gives no endorsement to idleness. It is the greatest curse that afflicts our world. Every man and woman who is truly converted will be a diligent worker what are the ways we lose time, what are the ways where we lose time, I continue, a few moments here and a few moments there that might be fitted away in aimless talk, the morning hours so often wasted in bed, the time spent in traveling on trams and or railway cars or waiting at the station, The moments of waiting for meals, waiting for those who are tardy in keeping an appointment. If a book were kept at hand and these fragments of time were improved in study, reading or careful thought, what might not be accomplished? A resolute purpose, persistent industry and careful economy of time will enable man to acquire knowledge and mental discipline which will qualify them for almost any position of influence and usefulness. It is the duty of every Christian to acquire habits of order, thoroughness and dispatch. There is no excuse for slow bungling at work of any character. When one is always at work and the work is never done, it is because mind and heart are not put into the label. Now, this is for parents. Parents cannot commit a greater sin than to allow their children to have nothing to do. The children soon learn to love idleness, and they grow up shiftless, useless men and women. When they are old enough to end their living and find employment, they walk in a lazy, droning way, yet expect to be paid as much as if they were faithful. Matthew 20, verse 6 And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They said unto him, Because no man had hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. Notice that this was the last walking hour of the day that Jesus went out in the parable the parable the man went out to call for laborers into the vineyard the next thing we hear in the is the reward for the labor. in matthew chapter 20 verse 8 it says so when so when even was come the lord of the vineyard said unto his servant call the laborers and give them their hire beginning from the last unto the first Now observe that the work of character building is a great work, however the time is short. So why spend all the time we have in unimportant matters? Some will say I will come to Christ, just let me enjoy the world and live life a little. Beloved, without Christ you are not even living. We are just a breath away, for His breath is in our nostrils. Seeing that the world and its glory is passing away, we are called to live off all unfruitful works of darkness. Let us stop bringing to the foundation hay and stubble materials that cannot stand the test in time. I have seen people go through a circle, they go through a circle. As you start building it over here, then it falls apart over there. leaky things from one side and then the other side begins to leak as you see your bank account goes down blood pressures begin to rise haven't you realized that the pensiveness with which the world operates now is as a result of the uncertainties that fills the earth the fact that our governments don't even know what is coming the governments are confused as to what steps to take The system that we once trust the system that we trusted is in chaos we are as it were sitting on a precipice so why not transfer our allegiance to a kingdom that is eternal one that is stable and sure we are called to walk in the 11th hours how many precious hours have been squandered in selfish gratification how often to please ourselves Have we neglected opportunities to work for Christ? Our High Calling The third paragraph The third paragraph says The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. We have but a little time in which to make ready. If precious opportunities are slighted, it will result in eternal loss. We need a close connection with God. We are not safe a moment unless guided and controlled. By the Holy Spirit. To young men and young women, as well as to those who are older, God will give power from above. With converted minds, and converted hands, and converted feet, and converted tongues, their lips touched with the living coal from the divine altar, they will go forth into the Master's service, moving steadily onward and upward, carrying the work forward to completion this is from the youth instructor february 13 1902 if we will at last share the reward of the righteous we must wisely improve the time of our probation moments are more precious than gold beloved have we observed that in the parable of the ten virgins the only difference between the five foolish and the five wise was the time of preparation. Both of them slept. Both groups were sleeping when the bridegroom, when it was announced that the bridegroom was coming. But the five foolish were not prepared. So the time of preparation is now. We need to begin the work of preparation. The work of character building. The time that we have now is to be put into this work looking unto Jesus because we are standing on the borders of the eternal world. Eternity is in view. As Moses stood upon Mount Pisgah to look at the land, we can by faith begin to behold the land. So because we have the land before us, may we not turn aside or be distracted by the events around us. Have you seen people taking the race, the 100 meter dash? I've not seen any man running a hundred-meter race, a short race at that, that demands such speed. Stopping to greet people or to talk about things happening in other people's lives, or talking about spending time, talking about events and all other, other things that will not help in the improvement of the character. No, we have a race before us that we must be focused. Our eyes must be single to the glory of God, so that we must hit the mark. Of the high calling that Christ has called us. It is my prayer that as we begin to use all that is available. Using the word of God. Praying. Reading. Studying. Hoping to help others study their Bibles too. That will enjoy the communion and fellowship as it is in Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God. Lord we thank you. We thank you for your word, we thank you for such scar and rebuke. We also thank you for such healing present in the world because we know that if you wound us is because you want to bind us up. As we see what we must do, as we see our work spelled out before us how we must use our time that you are taking stock of our moment. Lord, we pray that you bring to our remembrance every time, bring to our mind what we must be doing. Call us back like the horse put beats on our noses to direct our steps that we may not stray or wander into the path where we are not supposed to be. Help us to stay in the path of duty. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen.